fully grasp the idea of time, we must take a step back and ask, what is light? So journey with me to the sun. Light travels from the sun to the earth through space. Yes? From the National Geographic Channel comes Genius, a biopic miniseries featuring the life of Albert Einstein. Actor Jeffrey Rush plays Albert Einstein in his later years, and Johnny Flynn plays Einstein as a young man. And they're both joining me right now. Gentlemen, greetings from Las Vegas. Jeff, thank you. What happens there stays there, huh? <laughs> well, they say that, but no promises. Uh, okay, okay. All right, guys, I watched the first episode the other night, totally fascinated by it, just wanted to watch more. But this is National Geographic. We can't binge watch it. I think that's really unfair. Yeah, well, you know, they're rolling them out uh, just on a weekly basis starting on uh, next Tuesday, April 25. Uh, But after that, I think they'll be, um, you know, 24-7. You can indulge. But that's nice to hear because there is, uh, you know, just on the whole creative energy that behind this very first ever scripted drama series from this network uh, they they are going gangbusters with all of their passion behind the creative drive and the promotion of it and the kind of I think the quality of wh- how it looks on screen you know it's as it's up there with their heritage of great macro photography and documentaries about insects or whatever in the past they've they've given it a kind of big Nat Geo kind of uh, stylistic, uh, you know, quality to it. Now, Jeffrey, my image of Albert Einstein is this quiet, reserved genius. And the very first time we see him in the miniseries, he's stooping his secretary in the classroom. And it totally blew my mind. This is really about the real Einstein and his womanizing. Yeah, that's correct. And before that, just that's on page three. On page two, you have a political assassination of a major figure in the in the German Parliament. Uh, that was pretty much a Ron Howard way of going. Hey, don't expect anything academic and stuffy because this guy lived in tempestuous political times. Yes, he was a philanderer, but he had a very specific arrangement with his then wife Elsa Einstein. So it was like. Mm, when they got married in the late teens, just after the First World War, it's it's kind of a model of an open plan marriage that we s- still would find very progressive today, you know. So uh, there are a lot of surprises about mm, what people don't know about Einstein, and just about his domestic life and, and his political life and his scientific world. Now, Johnny, what's fascinating about this series is that we get to see Einstein not only as an, his career later on in life, but also as a young man where he's learning his love for science. Did you and Jeffrey collaborate any time during the production? We, um, no, we, as soon as we were both on board, Ron put us in touch. And, and that's his um, wonderful thing as a director, apart from having a, a brilliant sense of humor and being very... Um, lovely to work with he uh he's great with actors having having been one himself and he put us in touch and we began a dialogue that is uh, is still sort of happening you know we're still talking about who 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 this person could have been mm. um because before a certain point you don't have newsreel footage of him or, or many photographs you have anecdotes and what we found was 
as a young man, he was he was quite he was like a hot-headed kind of rebel, like a punk um, or a bohemian poet, like a you know um, a rakish young um, romantic, and um, mm. and that's not the 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 wild-haired, absent-minded professor person that we think we know. Um, so we just we we started talking early on, and we shared a lot of. Um, uh, sort of senses of who he could be and, and we'd, mm. we'd ping back and forth YouTube clips of um, Jeffrey would send me, you know, Harpo Marx uh, and I would send him Bob Dylan in a press, press conference in 1966 yes. and we'd, we'd gather these adjectives and, and, a, and a kind of cache of, of, of Einsteinian reference points. Mm. It was a lot of fun. What is your political creed, Professor? Is this a joke, Mr. Geist? Well, I'm afraid it isn't. Are you now, or have you ever been a member of any political organization? That is none of your business. Then perhaps we can talk about Malay of America, your ex-wife, yes? Are you in frequent contact? What has she to do with this? Well, to our understanding, her political background is quite radical. This is nonsense. Now, Jeffrey, you're no stranger to wearing makeup for your characters. I mean, everyone knows Pirates of the Caribbean playing Captain Barbarossa. But now for Einstein, for you as an actor, does the character really come through when you get that wig and that mustache on and you see it for the very first time? Yeah, look, that was a, a great thrill because we had uh, Davina Lamont, who was the head of hair and makeup. As an actor, that that's pretty much the first kind of encounter you have creatively when you go onto the project. You go in and meet the costume designer and you go in and meet the hair and makeup and the wig makers and all of that. Uh, and that's a process that I love a lot and have a great kind of creative uh, contribution to make because really physically I'm a piece of asparagus compared to Einstein who's a bit more like a turnip. Um, so we had to play with padding and, you know, I'm longer faced and we played with shapes just to get the outline and the silhouette right. And even at the first wardrobe fittings when I was trying on a variety of, would I wear this to a funeral? Would I wear this uh, as a professor? Would I wear this casually when I'm older, old sweaters and whatever? I asked the guys at the make uh, at the costume shop, you know, have you got an old wine cork, you know, which I burnt the end of because I had to put the shape of the mustache so I could look in the mirror and get my hair up because I still needed fill-ins and all that here. Just so I could convince myself that, yeah, if we let the trousers be too saggy in the crotch, it makes his legs look shorter and we, he seems rounder and just playing around with all those kind of little creative tricks. What I found intriguing about Genius is it wasn't dumbed down. I mean, I really love the science in the show. But for actors, was it hard for you to learn all those complicated equations? Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. We just had to panel beat them in because that was the task. Because he, you know, for me, in the older phase of his life, I had to be absolutely fluent uh, arguing with Niels Bohr, my Danish nemesis, about the Heisenberg uncertainty principle. And it really was like Abbott and Costello doing who's on first, you know what I mean? Quite funny. This very geeky dialogue where they're arguing about, you know, the, the, the quantum spaces inside an atom, you know. 
So we just had to, and I had to, Johnny's a brilliant musician. I mean, he's multi-skilled and can play the violin brilliantly. I was at the level of a kind of a beginner five-year-old who you knew was not going to be a child prodigy violin player. <laughs> and finally, tell me about working with the great Ron Howard, one of my all-time favorite directors. What did you guys take away from working with him at the end of the production? Uh, look, he's great, and you know Ron and I are very close in age. I think there's three, he's three years younger than I am, uh, and of course, you know, I remember him from The Music Man back in the early '60s, the big musical film he did, and as Opie in the Andy Griffiths Show, and then Happy Days and all of that. And he was just fantastic because I would say, "Hey, do you remember?" Because we watched the same black and white TV. Uh, in, in our childhoods and stuff like that. And he'd go, yeah, my dad was in that. And, you know, then he'd tell me great anecdotes. And his, his onset energy was always so infectious. And he's such a, a great artist about the clarity and the excitement of storytelling, you know. I mean, he has a real gift in that department. And what he did with this was said, you know, the first five pages have got a let the audience know you're not in for a stuffy academic kind of science program. You have a political assassination. You meet Einstein with his trousers around his ankles, having a, a little bit of a love affair with a much younger woman, and then, then, then the story. And then I go in and do a lecture on the time-space continuum to a whole lot of young uh, acad academy uh, members. Jeffrey, Johnny, thanks so much for speaking to me today. Congratulations on the success of Genius on the National Geographic Channel. Hey, but come visit us in Las Vegas really soon. We'd love to have you. All right. Thanks, Jeff. Thank you. Thank you. All right. Be sure to check out Genius on the National Geographic Channel. Also, for more reviews and interviews, surf on over to my website at VegasFilmCritic.com. I'm Jeffrey K. Howard in Las Vegas. Thanks so much for joining me. I'll see you next time.